2: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
3: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Locked On. Locked On. Locked, locked
0: On. Locked, locked. locked On. Locked. 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 On, Lockdown
2: on Cowboys. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon. It was our first Sunday without football mm. of the year. How did you survive? Are you doing all right, buddy?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. You know, uh, sh- would like to th- send a shout out to everyone in Dallas who's dealing with the uh, crazy, crazy weather right now. So I hope everyone's mm, safe yeah. and warm. Uh, you know, it's nice to get the day off uh, today. Uh, I'm assuming it's because of Mock Draft Mondays, uh, they finally have given us there a holiday go. for this, which is uh, which is due. Uh, so we're gonna <laughs> talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about that for sure. Uh, but but you know, look. Uh, no football. That that doesn't mean that that we we will stop talking football. I mean, uh, the off season is obviously a, a favorite part of ours. So uh, there's still plenty to talk about, uh, and and you know the the draft is is all encompassing, and it's it's kind of all all present right from here until uh, sure. the first picks start getting picked off in uh, April.
2: Yeah, this is going to be a draft-heavy show today. We are going to do mock draft Monday as we always do. And we're also going to look at some previous draft classes for the Cowboys. We're going to look at some of our favorite classes and some of our least favorite (laughs) classes. And I'm sure you know which ones we're talking about. Let's get into Mock Draft Monday, though, Landon. So we have, again... A bunch of mock drafts out today. A lot of the same t- scenarios as how Pro Football Focus had one today where the Cowboys took Caleb Farley. Uh, the Draft Network had the Cowboys taking Rashawn Slater. And we've kind of talked about those two guys a lot. But CBS Sports had a really interesting mock uh, that they put out on Monday morning. And it was a scenario that I don't think has been played out yet for the Cowboys. And that is where... You have two cornerbacks going inside the top nine picks. You'll have Patrick Sertan to the Falcons at number four. You have Caleb Farley to the Broncos at number nine. And then you have two offensive linemen, uh, Penny Swell and Rashawn Slater, both off the board. Now, I don't think this is all that unrealistic considering the positional value of cornerbacks and offensive tackles. We know that they go high every single year. I think those are four of the safest players in this year's draft. And, Lennon, if that happens, where are you looking at pick number 10? Because there's probably not going to be an offensive lineman you love there. There's not a cornerback. Now we're talking about taking positions that maybe the Cowboys don't need, like a wide receiver or a tight end or a linebacker. In this mock, they have the Cowboys taking quitty Pay, and you can certainly talk about that. But how, what would you do if this scenario played out for the Cowboys on draft night? It,
0: it certainly would be – Probably one of the uh, you know scenarios that the Cowboys would least like to see play out, right? I mean, I think you you would love to get to ten and have your choice of cornerbacks, or you know have have one of those two top cornerbacks available to you to kind of make that pick easy. Uh, Having uh, 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 someone like either Darasa or uh, you know potentially Penny Sewell being available there uh, can can make it a little bit. More tenable if if you can't get exactly who you're looking for. Um, Sure, I I think you know. To me, you you have to start at least having conversations with how comfortable you would be with taking J C Horn there. You know, see
2: that's that was the first guy that I thought of was J C Horn because I really really like him Uh, enough to where I I don't feel like it's a reach there.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I think that you know the. I think that the other two guys are I, I, appropriately uh, appropriately valued at the tenth pick. I think Caleb and Sertan are uh, Farley and Sertan are guys that you know you, you take a ten and you feel great about, right? Absolutely. I, I think Horn it's a little bit of a reach, uh, but it's not like you know so outside of the realm of. of really, I don't know that he's so far behind out of anybody else that you would have stacked there. You know, ex- except for maybe well, you know. Let the, me put the, the it in perspective,
2: like. Right? I, I I don't feel like there's a massive difference between like him and C.J. Henderson, who went nine last no, year.
0: No, I don't think so. Either. They're very similar players. Um, you know, I, I I think look at this this situation. You still can look at uh uh, real quick. Was the other tackle taken in this scenario Darrisaw or was it Slater? Slater. Okay, so you you could look at Darrisaw if you wanted to. I I'm not as much of a fan as Darrisaw, especially at ten. But uh, you I mean I think he's certainly you know within. Within the you know range there, I think you know, we talked about J. C. Horn. I, I think you know uh, you could start talking about uh, I, you know look we haven't gotten into the, the pass rushers yet, but Aziz Ojolari from Georgia I think mm-hmm. is a guy that you know with the kind of if he tests the way that we expect he does, he, he led the SEC into sacks last year. Uh, and as a part-time pass-rushing sophomore, so I think he has the kind of skills and the and, and the gifts that. Uh, and again, I have not watched studied him, but I've just seen him casually play you know, yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think he, you know, just from what it sounds like, he has the gifts and the skill sets to be worthy of a tenth pick. Um, you know, I think that there's still there's, there's still lots of people that, that that are available to the Cowboys that that, that they could take there if it wouldn't require a trade back. I just think that. You know, in this scenario, you kind of have lost uh, all the guys that you feel really great about great taking about, intent. Yeah, right now, yeah. now it's kind of like, uh, okay, you're not, you're not, you're not reaching. You're not feeling sick about any of your choices. Uh, it just didn't play out exactly uh, the way you wanted it to.
2: Right now, I, again, I think J.C. Horn would be one of the first guys that I would consider. Another guy that we need to mention is. Christian Barrymore, the defensive tackle from Alabama. I think that's way too high mm-hmm. to take a defensive tackle but if you let's say we get through free agency and the Cowboys didn't really address defensive tackle, maybe the best solution would be to take him at 10 and then hopefully one of the corners falls to you in the second round maybe uh, Melifonwu maybe uh, the the kid from Kentucky um, uh, the, the Keith Taylor from Washington mm-hmm. but if that scenario plays out, I do think it's going to be a little bit problematic for the Cowboys. Now, last one: uh, what if, what if Jalen Phillips is cleared from his concussion? Because I know that's, I know that's somebody that I like quite a bit. I know our mutual friend John Owning both really, you know, likes him would you be okay with Phillips assuming he was medically cleared?
0: Again, having not seen a ton of him yet, I I do really like what I have seen. I certainly implicitly trust you and John owning, especially John on, on pass rushers. I mean, that's clearly Mm -hmm. uh, his, his bread and butter. Um, I, you know, I think those kind of crazy athletic, uh, uh, you know, pass rushers, they, they have, uh, you know, they have the kind of, positional value that that would re- normally require you know the 10th overall pick I think there's a reason that a guy like Quiddy Pay even uh is being picked yeah. in 10th overall he didn't have a ton of production but I mean he's just a freak of nature physically at a position where freak of natures are, are valuable right and so uh I, I think that yeah I think it's certainly we certainly should and that's what you know that's also why I kind of brought up Azizo gelari as well right is that you know, yeah I think sure all those guys you just don't know a ton about them right now. Like that's, I think no, that's the issue, no. and, and and you're not going to get to know a lot more about them. Uh, but I, I certainly think that it, you know Quiddi Pay, Jalen Phillips, Aziz Ojolari, all these guys, these these athletic uh, pass Rousseau? rusher types. Yeah, I mean Rousseau to some degree. I mean I think maybe, I mean he's up there because of the hype, but I I think you've seen a little bit more from these other guys. Uh, I think all of them are eligible to be in range of that kind of pick because of the positional value of pass rushers and because of each one of them being, you know, elite physical specimens that could develop into absolute terrors. You know, I think the pass rushers with upside have the ability to go in the top 10 no matter what. And I think all four of those guys fit into that bucket of pass rushers with athletic upside.
2: Too early for Jeremiah owusu Koromora, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Well,
0: we can talk about. We, 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 <laughs> we want to tease that because I mean I think you and I yeah, will have that, a
2: talk. That, I mean, that's for later in the week, I, right? Yeah,
0: I think we'll have a conversation about that a little bit later in the week. I yes, I do think it's a little bit too early for him.
2: See, I can't wait to talk about him because I've got I've got a lot of. we'll we'll say that. I, know, I think what, I have a Wednesday lot of or Thursday. Today,
0: I'm interested to see what you have to say about
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him. We'll talk about Michael Parsons and some of these other linebackers later in the week. Uh, Let's pause really quickly so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Uh, bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They also have updated NFL draft odds. You can bet on who will be drafted higher between guys like Jalen Waddell and Kyle Pitts. So make sure you guys are checking that out. They have real, up t- real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
3: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: All right, Layden, today we're going to be looking back at the draft classes between 2010 and 2019 for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Looking back through these and finding our favorites and our least favorites (laughs) of these class. And let's start with the best. After looking through these, what, 10 drafts, overall, which class would you say was the absolute best of these?
0: I think there's a couple different You know, ones that are eligible, right? Um, And and I think
2: there's three, I think. Yeah,
0: there's definitely two that stand out, and maybe a third, right? Uh, I'll go with the kind of standard boilerplate one and let you uh, uh, explain the kind of more interesting ones. Uh, I think 2016 is is clearly a fantastic year. Um, Yes. I I think, you know, what you. uh, we can have an argument about taking Ezekiel Elliott versus uh, the other players that were available up at the top. But, but no matter what, I think everybody who drafted the top of that, uh, uh, 2016 class save Philadelphia, maybe <laughs> is probably happy with what they had <laughs> the Rams. With. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The Rams. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh, you know, I think that the Cowboys have gotten, obviously, incredible production out of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I, I think, you know, there's been a lot of backlash on him because certain people have really kind of uh, <laughs> attacked the position overall. Uh, but I think that Ezekiel Elliott is, is, you know, was a hit. It's not like he wasn't a, a good pick or, or, a, or was a bust in, in some of the other sense. You could talk about positional value all you want, but, I mean, he's, he's clearly been a— Incredible producer sure, for the position, uh, Jalen Smith. I mean, you know, <laughs> obviously we're riding the Jalen Smith roller coaster right now, currently, um, and I think that, in the sense that you, you, you had zero expectations of anything happening with him, the fact that you got sixty four games out of him. Uh, So far is, I think, way more than anyone would have expected. Uh, Malik Collins came into the league uh, as a third-round defensive tackle. And, and frankly, I don't understand, like, after drafting Malik Collins in the third round, I mean, why they haven't gone after more defensive tackles? You know, I mean, it it was, you know, he, he... He has shown production at times. I mean, he hasn't been a pro bowler. He hasn't been an all pro.
2: No, but he's been a a fine starter.
0: He's been a fine starter starter and a solid rotational guy, and a guy that, I mean, frankly, we wouldn't poo poo out if he wanted to come back, you know? Uh, Sure. Tapper, I think, is a guy that had a tough transition from Oklahoma. Uh, And then, you know, obviously the rest of the picks, Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott, which kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, makes the entirety of this draft seem a thousand times better. Uh, Anthony Brown, I mean, considering he's a six rounder, like has been a guy got a second contract, got a second contract, has played pretty well and has been a reliable guy and not someone that you're like. You know, trying to rush off the field or constantly replace, which is you know, very, mm-hmm. pretty good standard for a, a six rounder. Uh, Kayvon Frazier is uh, uh, you know was a was a great special teamer and has played still, so, in, still in the, the league. league has yeah. played well for Miami at different points uh, as kind of a special team rotational safety. Uh, Darius Jackson is the greatest running back who's ever lived yeah. uh, from uh, still in the NFL from what I understand of my mentions for the last uh, <laughs> for five, three years. Um, and uh, Rico Gathers is a... Uh, Rap star. He's an absolute... Uh, uh, <laughs> broke the mold for ty- <laughs> tight ends in the league. In that. No, but
2: I mean, listen, he he played 15 games That's despite being a six-round pick at tight end. And he who had, hung around for three years, right? Hadn't played basketball years, right? in,
0: in, you know, since eighth grade, so not bad, I sure. guess. So I thought, yeah, pretty crazy, impressive draft. Uh, you know, the value of this one has really kind of Rose and fall at different points, but I think that overall, even now you look back, it was a really spectacular draft. They got a lot of snaps out of these guys, Uh, and and you know obviously Dak Prescott is uh, hopefully uh, the quarterback of the present and the future.
2: That's a really good draft, and it's it's really hard to argue against that one. Considering you found a franchise quarterback, you had a running back who's been an All Pro. That one's obviously really, really good. And you're, I mean, anytime you can have a draft like that, it's fantastic. I would argue the 2014 class is pretty close, though, Landon, because the first two picks, Zach Martin and Demarcus Lawrence, despite being drafted in 2014, which is what, seven years ago, those might be your two best players on your team outside of your quarterback, right? Zach Martin, four all pro teams in his career, six Pro Bowls. Demarcus Lawrence, two Pro Bowls. Uh, probably we should have more than that. Those are both guys, what, At Martin might be the best guard at his position, mm-hmm. and Lawrence is a top 10 defensive end at worst, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a Super Bowl-winning linebacker in Anthony Hitchens. Yes, I had to use a Super Bowl argument. And but Super Bowl no, he's,
0: losing. <laughs> yeah, sir.
2: <laughs> but been in two Super Bowls and actually has been, you know, he started a bunch of games yeah. for the Cowboys. Uh, he's been actually gotten quite a bit better over the last two years. Uh, And then I know that there's a lot of other picks that didn't pan out, and we can get to them in a second, but (laughs) Terrence Mitchell as a seventh-round pick. Now, it didn't work out for the Cowboys. Uh, He was very, very grabby, but over the last three, four years, has been a pretty— decent number two cornerback. He started all 16 games for the Browns this year at age 28, so to find a starting level cornerback that late in the draft is pretty good. Overall, pretty good class, Lanham.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you definitely probably should ignore everything from the uh, fifth to the early seventh round, but uh, uh,
2: <laughs> well, you uh, know. I mean, so, the thing is, some of those guys I really liked, like Devin Street had his moments. Ken Bishop. Uh, Ahmad Dixon we, was fun in preseason we, one year. Ken Bishop actually played a little bit for the cowboys yeah, so
0: like um, yeah i will smith ben gardner those guys uh devin street uh, no never quite kind of can't yeah but i do agree that i think you know uh the top end and then obviously at the end that's a very 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 good class overall uh who is that who is the third class that you were, were mentioning as being uh, in, in kind of the same realm of these other two
2: uh 2010. Yeah, that's it. because go pitch it. You, yeah, you you had Dez who was at the time, you know, just an absolute star from 2000 really 12 to 2014, you can make a case that he was the best wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Sean Lee was so important to this defense yeah. and, you know, made a couple pro bowls, still playing, you know, maybe in 2021. Sean, uh, Sam Young didn't ever do anything for the Dallas, but still starting at tackle for teams in the NFL, 100 including the Raiders. Hundred plus year.
0: games so far.
2: Hundred and three games, yeah. And then Sean Lissamore, yeah. somebody who kind of <laughs> didn't work out in Dallas necessarily, did play a little bit early on in his career. You know, playing as a, a five technique, got traded to the Chargers. Uh, and had a nice little career as a, like a rotational defensive lineman for a seventh round I, pick. So I, I was
0: gonna say I wouldn't I wouldn't even go as far to say that he didn't work out for the Cowboys. I thought he actually yeah, he, was, he fine. was fine. Like was he fine. actually gave the Cowboys some good snaps, was a rotational player at different points. I mean considering that he was the two hundred and thirty fourth overall pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was pretty good. And the fact that they were able to also on top of that trade him away for something. It's a pretty, pretty nice little class. And you also got to include, of course, AOA, uh, a quasi-Musu Ansa, who I still remember how exactly how to say his name because oh, yeah. I was uh, certain he was the safety of the future. Didn't quite work out that way. Uh, and Jamar Well who uh, just... Uh, I mean, even less, yeah, even yet. less so than a quasi Wusso Anza didn't really do much in the league.
2: Yeah. Like a quasi played against my, uh, college Edinburgh university, wow. which is just absolutely tiny and he was dominant. So of course I thought he was going to be a superstar in the NFL. Wow. Uh, didn't work out not that so much. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, Landon. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the worst draft classes <laughs> of the decade. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be all that <laughs> no. hard, but, uh, w- I wanted to tell you guys about Built Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing several new bars, including caramel brownie, coconut almond brownie. Uh, there's a new cookies and crisp one you need to try. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first box at Built Bar dot com Okay, Landon, it's time to talk about the worst Cowboys draft classes since 2010. And I actually, I've got a hot take here. I don't think you're going you're to, I think you're going to be surprised at which one I take. But I will allow you to go first. Of these 10 classes, which one is the worst?
3: Well,
0: it's too bad that we're only going back to 2010. Because
2: two, yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> because yeah 2009 was, without a doubt, the worst draft class uh, probably in the last 20 years. Well,
2: right? they got Roy Williams out of that class, so, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I so, I, you know, look, I think the Cowboys have had a lot of success in the last decade. So, <laughs> in picking out one of these classes as the worst draft. Uh, really is not easy and especially since some of the ones that may be eligible uh it feels like there's been a comeback right i I feel like 2019 was going to be eligible for this uh but i mean the way it's got co- a little bit come on come on tristan hills played a little bit better donovan, donovan wilson really kind of started to round this thing back into shape so sure th- th- there's yeah. still uh, some hope left for that class for sure tony pollard yep. yeah it's obviously tony yeah obviously tony pollard i you know i think that i have to go with with 2013 um you know, Travis Frederick obviously is a guy who is going to end up playing, uh, you know, pr- pr- or at least being in a conversation for uh, the Hall of Fame uh, as a center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that he'll actually make it or not, but I think he played, uh, you know, five time Pro Bowler. I think he's li- likely to be a-, a candidate for the all decade team. Um, you know, I- we can say all we want about. Uh, uh, you know Travis Frederick. I think he was uh, an incredible player for a long time, uh, and and you know career cut short obviously by the 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 unfortunate uh, syndrome Guillain Barr syndrome. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. I think you know really it's not hard to see what kind of incredible player Travis Frederick was. The rest of that class, uh, you know, uh, not so great. Gavin Escobar, uh, more of a legend than a great player, uh, just with the with the mustache and. Uh, whoa, whoa,
2: hold on, Devonte Devonte uh, Devontae Holloman was going to be a superstar in the NFL before he got hurt. Let me just say l- that.
0: Listen. It- I don't know if you're joking or not, but I no, uh, I'm not joking. I totally I, believe because I, what, I
2: one of my first articles I ever wrote as a blogger was how Devontae Holliman was the next star yep. in the NFL yep. because right before he hurt his neck, he was playing fantastic yes, he football. Was. I,
0: and I agree. Like kind of that he former safety was converted to linebacker. I still I still follow him. I love the guy. Uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. I I agree. I thought that that he was going to end up being an incredible player before that unfortunately a fortunate injury, but no look, Gavin Escobar obviously is Gavin Escobar. Terrence Williams is really the only other guy out of this list that gave you kind of, great production or you know i, sure, I think terrence sure. williams at different points was a very very high end number two wide receiver uh
2: and that's why i have a hard time criticizing that class is because you got a five-time pro bowl center and then you got a starting receiver for what four years I know, five but, I years mean, the
0: truth is a lot of these classes i mean like outside well they're good uh, yeah a lot of these classes are good i mean there's only really other one other one that i would consider to be bad and it's, i'm assuming it's the one that you're going to choose so uh, you know for me Look, uh, J.J. Wilcox gave you some good snaps. B.W. Webb played a long time in the league. I mean, frankly, a lot of these classes are like this, right? Where the Cowboys got something out of almost all these guys. Uh, But I think that if you look, you know, kind of top to bottom, the fact that they got, you know, they had two third round picks, a fourth and a fifth, and they came away with J.J. Wilcox and B.W. Webb. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Terrence Williams is fine. But I, I, I think outside of that, there was a lot of uh, wasted picks here. So, uh, and then obviously Joseph Randall is, uh, you know, I mean, just talk about guys that were given the opportunity and just completely dropped the ball. That's that's yep. Joseph Randall. So, literally and figuratively, probably. So, uh, who did you? What did you choose? I mean, because this was this one was actually a little bit tougher since we <laughs> cut it off at 2010, mm-hmm. like I said.
2: So it really comes down to two classes for me. It's the 2000. Uh, 12 draft, right, with the mm-hmm. Morris Claiborne, Tyron Crawford, Kyle Wilbur, or the 2017 class with Taco, Uzi, Lewis, Switzer, Woods. And to be honest, Landon, I think it's 2017 wow. is their worst draft. Wow. And here's the reason why. I think there's a great chance that we go into next year without a single player left of this 2017 class (laughs) in the roster. That's true. And that's that's considering how recent that class was, to not have a single guy get a second contract from the team is kind of scary. And at least in that 2012 class, Morris Claiborne, yes, they traded up and it didn't work out. But it wasn't like he was an awful football player. His biggest problems were the injuries. But when he played, he was pretty good, and he's still sticking around. Tyron Crawford got a pretty sizable second contract from the Cowboys. Um, he obviously dealt with injuries, but to start and to play as many years as he did at as many different positions, I think that's valuable. James Hanna uh, had a nice little yeah. career with the Cowboys yeah. as a second tight end, mm-hmm. uh, and then pour one out for Matt Johnson, yeah. the greatest safety who never was in the NFL. Unicorn, never,
0: I'll, never, I'll miss him.
2: <laughs> so, wait, which, which one is worse between those two?
0: You know, I, I mean, I think probably, probably twenty twelve. I mean, just because, just simply because the the crushing disappointment of Morris Claiborne at the pick. You know, because he traded up to get him, and you know, it's it's just it, there was so much excitement there. And uh
2: especially the guys you ended up passing. Yeah. Because I remember that year, a lot of people like Fletcher Cox. Yeah. I was a David DeCastro fan and that's what who I wanted them to draft and to trade up and to not get either one of those guys. It, that one that one is tough to, to swallow.
0: Yeah, it truly is. I mean, I honestly think um you know, there's there's some I mean that's the thing, is that you could probably have a conversation with Th- that class and then you know really if you look at the rest of some of these drafts like the the, the rest of the people in 2011 you know, it's not a great class the you know there's no there's, there's, there's no. just there's different spots where you know the, they went long swaths of, without a good you know pick in in some of these drafts the 2017 class is is odd because you know you felt really good about it coming out and you probably felt pretty good about it a year later but once Taco obviously was not ta- going to be anything, and you know Ch- Chidobe kind of leveled off, and Jordan Lewis wasn't who we thought he was, and Xavier Woods never took that step. Ryan Switzer got traded. Noah Brown may be the <laughs> the most overperforming guy. He might be the guy. one that sticks around. Yeah, and to be honest. So, um, and he's dealt with injury issues. So, yeah, I I think it's pretty hard to argue with those two classes uh, looking back, uh, but. You know, I I think, honestly, to me, and and just to kind of put a bow on it, there's been some bad drafting here for sure. But I I think if you were to compare these classes in the last decade to other teams around the league, Cowboys are pretty good at drafting. You know, the the Cowboys have some success at uh, finding players later in the the, the draft that even if they don't maybe make it, uh, uh, you know, for the Cowboys or it it doesn't work out on their first stop with the Cowboys – Clearly, what you can see is that, you know, and the, the one consolation prize that you get from the, the Cowboys <laughs> seeing all these people that the Cowboys draft later in these rounds that end up going to play elsewhere is yeah, that the Cowboys exactly. are clearly identifying talent correctly, right? At the very yeah. least, they're seeing guys that have the ability to get there. It may not work out with, you know, in the four years they get the Cowboys, but they you at least have to feel good about the Cowboys' ability to identify NFL talent.
2: Absolutely. And if you compare that to other teams, even in the division, you know, there were, I can think off the top of my head, the Giants had a year where they took David Wilson, a running back in the first round, Ruben Randall in the second round, and then J. Ron Hosley. And I believe after two years, all those guys were off the roster. They had another year where they took Prince of Mukamara in the first round, and he really never did anything. Jarrell Jernigan. Uh, they had a total of one year of starting uh, from all those guys, you know, starting caliber seasons. So, yeah, the Cowboys, for the most part, have been really good at drafting. We're nit- we always nitpick some yeah. because that's what we do as Cowboy fans. But overall, the last decade, pretty pretty good classes. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore, and we will see you next time.